Okay, all right. Well, let's go from talking about Jackson to talking about Jonah, okay? Have you ever heard about Jonah, my friend Jonah? No? Okay, so Jonah, what was he married? He was a prophet? Okay, she learned that this morning. She replayed some veggie tales from about 20 years ago and was dancing around the house singing that Jonah was a prophet. And so, uh, anyways, Jonah is a prophet. What else do we know about Jonah? What? You don't know anything about Jonah? Jason, do you know anything about Jonah? No? Okay, good, exciting. Emma? Leo? Okay, all right, this would be good. How about you adults? Anybody know anything about Jonah? Yes? Got swallowed by a well, okay. Jesus? He was spit out by a well, woo! Okay, all right, we're going deep here today, all right. What's, okay, so we're only going to go through chapter one today, though, okay? All right, we're going to go through Jonah. There's four chapters, so we're going to try to split it out into four different sections. You'll find that there's a lot of richness in Jonah, so I'm going to try to go through this and make sure I don't start preaching and take Wes's time. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. What's that? There is. Okay, y'all ready? This is a fun story, okay? And remember, this was a real story that happened a long time ago, okay? So, all right, so now the word of Yahweh, if you uh, adults like to follow through or follow with me, mother, welcome to Jonah in the middle of the Old Testament or at the end of the Old Testament, <clears throat> closer to the New Testament. All right, Jonah, now the word of Yahweh came to Jonah, the son of Am- Amittai, saying, arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, okay? So he's telling him to go to Nineveh, a great city, okay? This is a big city. And uh, it's, it's well known in that time, okay? And he says, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. They weren't very good people, okay? They were sinners, right? They were doing things they probably shouldn't have been doing. And now God is saying it's time for them to repent. I need somebody to go send a message to them, okay? Okay, because God is the God of nations, okay? At this time, he was managing through his prophets. All right, so now... <clears throat> Verse 3 says, yet Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish. Tarshish, can you say that three times in a row? Okay. He took off. But here's what's interesting about going to Tarshish, okay? <laughs> Tarshish. <laughs> Tarshish, Tarsha, <laughs> Tarshish, okay? Yet Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that to myself. Okay, to Tarshish. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, Tarshish <laughs> was, um, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so it was towards the west, okay? But Nineveh is towards the east. So Jonah got up and he went the opposite direction that God told him to go, okay? So he says, so Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of Yahweh. It says, so he went to Joppa, which was a town next to the sea. He found a ship there, which was going to Tarshish. And paid its fare and went down into it. So he went down into the boat and kind of hid in there uh, to go into it and go to, and go to Tarshish from the presence of Yahweh. Now, Tarshish has never seen the presence of God. There's never been a prophet there. There hadn't been a prophet yet there. there ha- what's that? They're, they're sailors. We'll talk about them in a minute, okay? Because they have a really good story for us, okay? So <clears throat> this place has never seen God yet. A prophet has never been there. The works of the Lord have not been performed there. 
So Jonah is leaving to a place that God hasn't even touched yet, okay? So Jonah is really trying to get away. In fact, chapter 3, it emphasizes it three times. It says, tar- it says that yet Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish, and then right in the middle he says that, uh, that found a ship which was going to Tarshish, and then at the end he says uh, to go with them to tar- Tarshish from the presence of Yahweh. So you see in one verse he mentions the town three times. So Jonah is really trying to get away. So the text is emphasizing to us that Jonah is trying to run away from God. Why do you think Jonah is trying to run away from God? He doesn't like the Ninevites, right? So Jonah was a Hebrew. He was a Jew, okay? He didn't want to go over there. He didn't want to go to those people. They were pagans. They were sinful. They were not God's people, okay? In fact, Jonah, after this story, is one of the prophets that the Sadducees and Pharisees really don't claim much. They don't talk about Jonah much because they said that he... um, um, disgrace God by not being obedient and going to him, okay? So, but anyways, Jonah has a good story for us. Um, so, but verse 4 says, But Yahweh hurled a great wind on the sea, and there was a great storm. So now Jonah is in this boat. They're going across the sea to Tarshish, right? And now there's a storm that hits, okay? And it says there's a great storm. There's wind, this storm on the sea, that the ship gave thought to breaking apart. That this storm was so bad that the ship almost thought about breaking apart, right? That it was at the point that the ship was going to come apart, okay? Scary, right? So they're there. They're going, <clears throat> okay? Then verse 5, it says, Then the sailors, right, the pirates that you were talking about, the sailors, right, became fearful. Now imagine this. These guys, they did this probably for a living, right? They were sailors, right? So there's probably no storm out there that would ever put any fear into them. But this storm did, okay? For a sailor to be afraid on the sea means that this storm is really bad, okay? And then it said it was so bad that they became religious. It said then every man cried to his God. Okay, they weren't Christians. They weren't calling to the God of the Bible, they were calling to their pagan gods. These weren't Jews. These were pagans. They were Gentiles. Okay? And then, so what do you do if, you, if your boat is sinking and it's too heavy? What do you do? You throw stuff over so that way it makes the boat lighter, right? So that's what they're doing. So then they hurled their cargo, which was in the ship, into the sea to try and lighten up the boat. Okay? To try to stay afloat. But check this out. This guy. But Jonah had gone down below into the innermost part of the boat the vessel, and he laid down, and he was asleep during this storm. The storm that put fear in the sailor's heart was a storm that rocked Jonah to sleep. That's crazy, huh? That is weird. I think so, too. But let's look what happens here. The captain of the boat came near to him. So he goes down to the bottom. I'm, I'm sure he's grabbing stuff to throw out of the boat, right? He goes to the bottom, and he sees him asleep, and he says, how is it that you are deeply sleeping? Not just asleep, but you're, he's probably snoring, right? Right? Yeah, he was deep asleep. He says, arise, call on your God. So he says, look, we've already prayed to all of our gods, okay? And so far, they haven't responded, which they probably won't because they're not alive. They're not real, right? There's only one real God. 
and everything else is a false god, okay? But anyways, they pray to their gods, remember? And he, they have not responded yet. It says, arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will be concerned about us so that we will not perish. Okay, so he's, look, I don't care. They're desperate. They're praying to every God they can think of. They tell him to get up and pray because maybe they missed one. And so here they are. So they, they begin to walk back up. They're going back up to the top, and they find these men. Then each man said to another, come, let us have the lots fall so we may know on whose account this calamitous evil has struck us. So they had the lots, <clears throat> so they had the lots fall, and the lot fell on Jonah. Okay? The lots fell on Jonah. They said, <gasps> They said, Tell us now on whose account has this calamitous evil struck us? Like, who is this guy? What is your occupation? They told him. Where do you work? Where do you come from? What's your country? From what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear Yahweh. I don't know if he fears Yahweh as much as he says he does, right? Because he was down there asleep, and he ran away from him, right? But nonetheless, he says, I am a Hebrew, and I fear Yahweh, the God of heaven who made what? The sea and the dry land. We learned that in Genesis, right? God made the sea and the dry land. And then all of a sudden... <clears throat> I lost my place. So then the men became gratefully fearful. They were scared before, but now they're even more scared. And they said to him, what is this you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of Yahweh because he had told them. So they said to him, what should we do to you that the sea may become quiet for us? So what can we do to get the storm to calm down then? If your God is mad at you and you're with us, what can we do to calm the sea down, okay? For the sea was becoming increasingly stormy. So God was pushing his thumb down harder and harder and harder to make them more desperate to call out to him or to find the resolution. So he says, okay, let me tell you what you can do. Verse 12, he says, you can lift me up and throw me over into the sea. Then the sea will become quiet for you. For I know that on account of me, this great storm has Come upon you. But the guys are like, oh, no, we don't want to do that. So verse 13 says, however, the men rowed desperately. They're trying to get back to dry land, okay? But they could not, for the sea was becoming increasingly stormy against them. So again, the reason why they were trying to get to dry land is in their prayer. They get so desperate and so scared that they called upon the God of Jonah, who is who? God, right? Yahweh, right? God. They call upon. These are pagans. These are people who don't pray to, this, to, to God, okay? They said, oh, oh, Yahweh, we earnestly pray. Do not let us perish on account of this man's life, okay? And do not put innocent blood on us. They know now that they have to throw him over. Before, they wanted to take him to dry land. They said, well, maybe if we take him back to the land, that's why they were rowing so hard, that if we put him there, then maybe God will stop the storm if we can just get him back to land. But they could never make it there, right? <clears throat> so they're praying, and do not put innocent blood on us. For you, O Yahweh, as you have pleased, you have done. I'll tell you what. The prayers of these Gentiles, these pagans, are a lot better than some of our prayers. 
okay? It's something we can learn from them. They lost their religion and went to God. They, they stopped praying to their pagan idols and they went to pray to God, the God of Jonah, okay? And verse 15 says, so they lifted, they lifted Jonah up and hurled him into the sea and the sea stood still from its raging. It just stopped out of nowhere, okay? Dead silence. Then the men greatly feared Yahweh, and they offered a sacrifice to Yahweh and made vows. Okay? A great lesson. And then verse 17, it says, And Yahweh appointed, he assigned, he picked, it says here, a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the stomach of the fish for three days and three nights. What do you think he was thinking in there, Lincoln? And that fish's stomach when he ate them. It was big, huh? Probably. But we'll talk about that next time. So he's in this fish's belly for three days and three nights, and he begins to pray. Okay? And we'll talk about that next time. Yes. We'll see. Right? He's either going to be lunch or he'll save him. Right? Okay. I can't tell you because I spoiled the story. But you can go home and read it with your parents if you want. Okay? All right, what did we learn with Jonah today? The Tarshish. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, Leo, was he being obedient or disobedient to God? Disobedient, okay. So, Jason, what do we see about the character of God in Jonah? Tell me something about God that reveals himself to us here. Okay. So, one of the things that stuck out to me was, like, um, no matter what God says, he's going to do it, right? He's sovereign, and also he, is, he has power over what? What was moving around? The boat, the ocean, that's right. Not only did he make it, but he has power over it, right? Okay, all right. So we'll learn more about Jonah next week. So it's chapter one, and we have three more chapters to go, okay?